two, Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. There's Director Matthew. You're you. You're watching. You're listening. And for that, we are very appreciative. If you're watching, speaking of which, on War Chant TV, don't forget to like and subscribe. Later this hour, I'll play some of that audio from Jim Phillips that we've been alluding to that kind of sparked the conversation of the day. No, I'm not saying Florida State should be relegated. <laughs> Some are suggesting I did embrace the idea that something cannot be as high on the priority list as something else, but it can still be beloved. See my passion for the World Baseball Classic. Is it MLB's regular season to me? No, but I do like it, and I do watch it with great interest, and I will in 2023. By the way, your own Mike Piazza will be uh, managing the Italian team. That's great, yeah. Just thought I'd let you know. I guess he was born in Verona, huh? <laughs> i just let you know. He's out there managing the Italian team to last place in the World Baseball Classic. One would guess or think. Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, that's an aside. We do have this hour an opportunity to engage, and I don't know how we're going to do it with the Jeff Cameron Show PR firm. I don't know where I would take this, but it's high on my list of well done, sir, that is so who you are. I have to embrace the absurdity of what you said and kind of revel in it for a moment because it just further reveals what I already thought you were. But now, now that's just like you're just immersing yourself in that uh, <laughs> horrific image. It's unbelievable. So I'll get to it momentarily because I am kind of curious. I mean, you joined the JCSPR firm years ago. You've been part of the many speeches. We've handed out the placards together at the convention every year in Hawaii. We've done all these things, but um, oftentimes I like to pick your brain because you elevated through the company quickly. You're my right-hand man. We sit down in a room when we get these particularly difficult PR moments. Sometimes you and I have been in that room and we've said, there's no navigating this one. We're going to have to drop him as a client. Like, if you have an athlete... That's what I brought to the table. I said, we don't have to take every case. We don't have to take every case. But but I have said from the beginning that the Jeff Cameron Show PR firm is willing to take on those very difficult cases. It's what makes us special. Anybody can drop somebody. Anybody can run for the hills when they've got a situation that seems untenable. It takes a lot of perseverance, know-how, and what for to stick by an impossible client and find a way to navigate these rather... Choppy waters, to say the least, right? We thought about how we would handle, for example, Deshaun Watson. And I told you that we would have gotten out in front of that. If my client is not going to be charged criminally, the sooner we go to the dais and he takes responsibility for, uh, let's say, behavior that reeks of a certain entitlement. That's one way of classifying it. Uh, That certainly is one way of classifying That is a way a PR firm might classify it. Right, so you're growing greasy hair as you're speaking. I'm that saying, out loud. I'm yeah. saying, I you, you might have to phrase things a certain way uh, to, for the betterment of your client. And we would have had that press conference. We would have been waiting around, having my man miss two years of football. I'd have gone out there and said, "Okay, here's what we're going to do, Deshaun. Here's a problem. Look, these allegations, and I must say, many of them seem quite believable from the evidence that I've read." not only paint you in a bad light, they certainly, beyond a shadow of a doubt, prove you're a terrible human being. But there's no law against terrible human beings making a living. And there's no law against terrible human beings having opportunities to make millions of dollars. 
And that's the opportunity you have before you. In fact, you might say there's a correlation between yeah. the two. <laughs> Oftentimes, there is. So what I'm going to need from you is, if not sincere, at least a very believable acceptance of responsibility for these heinous actions. So every time you went to the massage parlor, which appears to be every hour on the hour for years, uh, and, you know, unwantedly did what you did, uh, asking for a bit of a, 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 an extensive massage, uh, you, you're going to have to take ownership of that. You're going to have to sit up there. It's going to be tough. A lot of press. A lot of people there are going to ask you questions about those moments in time, the nature of those allegations. But the way we move on, and we make those millions of dollars, and we remain employed, is to say, I'm very sorry. I behaved as poorly as a man can. I was entitled. I was wealthy. Uh, I was uh, athletic. I thought that that allowed for certain behaviors that uh, really are reprehensible, and I should have never done that. Now, I could certainly go step by step and defend myself with some of these allegations, but I don't want to do that. I want to make the situation right. So we are willing to pay these women $20 million. We are going to disperse amongst those that have accused $20 million to help change their lives. It can't make up for what I've done, but it can help. And certainly we will continue to aid uh, others who seek counseling, uh, we are going to start a, a fund for uh, people who've been abused, people who, you know, whatever it is, right? We would have this goodness. press conference. I smell terrible cologne and, it's absurd. and hair gel. All That's of it's all terrible. I, oh, my goodness. All of it's terrible. But if you own it, now this is, again, the Jeff Cameron Show PR working for a terrible human being. I'm not saying this is what I personally would, I believe. I'm saying this is what you got to do when you got a client like this. He's a bum, but you got to make the money. So here's the deal. You do it, you get out in front of it, you do the apology, you write the checks, everybody's rich, everybody's doing well for themselves. You're back on that football field in what, 10 games? 10 games? Yeah, Commissioner slaps you with a 10-game suspension and we're playing football. We're on to Cincinnati. That's how we'd handle that. That's, that's the kind of stuff the Jeff Cameron Show pre-R firm doesn't duck. We know. We got a dog of a client. It's not good. His actions are reprehensible. Horrid. You can't defend it. Own it. Pay him off. Let's play football. That's how this works. Behind closed doors in the Jeff Cameron Show PR firm, this is the kind of honest dialogue you and I have had to have. Look, when you told me that you would hire any number of uh, of players to help your football team win uh, games. That's general manager Tom Lang. But, well, NFL general manager Tom Lang <laughs> did not get there by playing the straight and narrow. Right. NFL, NFL general manager GM Tom, Tom Lang, Lang is, was willing yeah. to look the other way at these kinds of things. Is he allowed to sign with my rival? That's my problem because my job is to win games. Is well, is to have my contract renewed. My job is the not to win games. Yeah, no, but the only way your contract is renewed is if you win games. That's that is right. The only way. That's right. But my job is to get my contract renewed so By my family games. does not go hungry or has to eat at some nonchalant, ridiculous Long John Silver's. We're eating at five-star restaurants for the rest of my life if I get two renewals on my contract. So that's my job as NFL general manager. Yeah, which is, again, akin to just winning games because that's how that works. That's right. So you would hire Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Steve writes, my job is to get suspended with pay. Yeah, that's a good one, right? I'd like to be paid for my kiss my ass on Main Street moment. I would love for them to say, 
That's it. That's all. We've had enough of you. You're shining negative lights on this here organization, Jeff. We're going to have to pay you handsomely to leave. We're going to give you five years' salary plus severance to leave and never again. That's how much we want you out of here. That's right. Okay. I'll see you on the beach. Please forgive me for this inconvenience. <laughs> oh, There's my. a reason folks who are looking for a quick payday don't make it to that level. Is because they're looking for the quick payday. Right, right, right. It's when you're not motivated by that payday that, that you can get it. That you get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. There's a couple of coaches that I wonder, like, hmm. Sure, and there's a couple of players that once they get their, you know, yeah, they first, stop playing that, hard. That that's fine. Yeah. But by and large, if you're going to be that guy who commands that kind of money, it's because you're maniacal. It's because you wake up thinking about. Oh, well, you know, my knee is a little bit out of place when I let go of the football. Right, here. right, right, right. I've got to work on that. Let me rep it. 1,500 times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me spend the entirety of my day doing this. Let me I get don't... Alex Guerrero in here and see if he can help. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, I, 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 that was all a preface to the fact that I'm going to bring up something in a little bit uh, about the Jeff Cameron Show PR from. And I don't know that we have a salvageable case. And I, it's not often that I say that. Um, I know of what you speak. And the problem is that the documentary that came out about this person helped, and then all that equity was gone. Yeah. Well, the documentary helped. People were like, oh, this poor guy. Yeah, the uh, the East, the 30 for 30 or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it finally? Enough of it. It was know. good, though. It was yeah, good. I mean, yeah. No, but it was good. Did you? I mean, it, it, yes, it was produced well. The dude's a, a, you know. Yeah, he's what he is. He's trash. Yeah. Yeah. But you found empathy for him in no. these brief moments. No, I don't. No, I don't. I, well, I, I don't have it. I'm, I'm saying while you're that watching. Way. <laughs> I'm vindictive that way. I'm like, good. This is awesome. I'm glad you're going through this. You deserve this. I gave him credit for going through it, though. For being willing to sit there and do that? I mean, come on, man. I don't need to relive this by actually playing the course. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> Reminds me when Jean Vandeveld played the 18th with the putter. <laughs> Did you? He did. did? I never knew. Oh, it's awesome. How do you get over the burn with the putter? No. So this is funny. He said, for those that don't know, Jean Vandeveld is a famous French uh, golfer who uh, lost the British Open because he made some terrible decisions with a huge lead on number eighteen. And was it a seven or an eight? I can't remember whatever what, it was. But he he sa- saved it to make the playoff, whatever well, the score a was. A pretty lengthy putt to get to that playoff. Uh, but anyhow, he threw it away, right? He could have all he had to do was make double bogey. I think he tripled. But the point would be that he said afterwards one time, jokingly to a reporter, "I probably could have made a double bogey with a putter instead of hitting driver and everything else today." And then as a joke, I don't remember which company it was, but one year they had him do it and filmed it. I, it could have been Nike. It could have been Gatorade. I don't know who it was. They had him do it with putter, and he did it. He got a seven. <laughs> and I remember thinking, that's genius and cool of him to do it, right? Like, let's see if I can do it. You know, we should pull it up. I mean, he. I think I think it's a putter. But uh, anyhow, it's, it's fun. Uh, I'm sidetracked. When we come back. Let's go ahead and play some of the comments from Jim Phillips, the new ACC commissioner. I thought he, as much as he could, I thought he shined here. I thought he was uh, pretty straightforward. And I think what you take away from with his comments, Tom, 
is that, I mean, if there's a way, I, I trust that guy more than I trust the previous guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful, and, and the audio will tell the story about the now. I'm hopeful he is dressing up this pig, putting lipstick all over it and whatever he needs to do to, to make it shine so that we can be, spin it off. Into something better? Bit by bit, yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Just make this thing more attractive so you can sell it off and be that corporate guy. Hey, That's real, my hope. Really quickly, before we break and come back with that audio, uh, the Tallahassee Quarterback Club is inviting you to a member and guest social today uh, from 530 to 7 at World of Beer out there on uh, Appalachia Parkway. So if you're, if you're interested in that, um, then it's from 530 to 7 at World of Beer. If you go over to World of Beer there, you put a little golfy golf. Have a good time. The simulator's good. Yeah, simulator's uh, that's great. a really good simulator. Uh, Tallahassee Quarterback Club uh, has been around since 1949, and uh, maybe you want to join the club. Maybe you want to find out more about it, whatever it might be. Free beer and food while quantities last. They want you to know that. Raffles and door prizes also. One more note about the simulator. I did bring in one of my clubs to see if the yardages were correct. They are. They are. I don't look at I've, that. I've hit on that uh, simulator several times. Oh, yeah. I missed it. I was sick for the holiday it party. It was awesome. I beat John in, in uh, club head speed, ball speed. Uh, we were having a contest. I would hope so. It was well, a I mean, war. You play golf a lot more. Yeah, but it was, I mean, you know, he's an able-bodied younger man. He yeah. should have been able to win. He couldn't. <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Thanks for tuning to it always. We appreciate you very, very much. I just realized uh, that um, we've got an opportunity here. As This is the solving for the future that we like to do from time to time on the program, obviously. And uh, my friends at ISF are the ones that sponsor the segment. And I just realized something, uh, Tom, that... Uh, it's that time of year again. I'm going back to when they first joined, and we, we had a partnership with them. Um, we get into uh, National Hurricane Preparedness Week and Month and all that good stuff. It's that time. Comes with the heat. The experts at ISF remind you to be prepared when hurricanes and other disasters strike. On May 21st at 10 a.m., um, they will be, by the way, at uh, New Covenant Holy Temple. ISF will be partnering with the Second Harvest of the Big Ben to hand out free food and hurricane supply buckets filled with essentials that you'll need to be prepared this hurricane season. ISF reminds us all to make a plan, build a bucket, be prepared. You can visit ISF.com for more. ISF solving the future, which is great. Oh, that's right. I wanted a photo op with the bucket, and it was COVID when they rolled that guy out there. That big mascot thing? 
we still got to get that photo. But it sounds that project sounds very much like something the Second Harvest would do, and I'm glad to hear that ISF is working with them, two, just like we have. Two of our people, yeah, getting together and, and helping uh, the community out. I think it's great. So, again, uh, ISF reminding you to make a plan, build a bucket, be prepared. If you want to learn more about that, Go to ISF.com for more. And uh, as always, ISF solving the future. All right, here's Jim Phillips attempting to solve the future of the ACC and its member institutions. Well, I think um, I've said this before. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that a, uh, like a, a national breakaway is about to happen because of the transformation committee. I don't, I don't see that kind of movement. I hear a lot about par five, you know, moving away from everyone else. Um, maybe moving away from some of the deregulation and having more opportunity to do some more things from an autonomy standpoint. Um, but I don't, I don't see that happening right now or over the next five or 10 years. I, I just don't, I don't, we're, we're binded by several things, including, you know, the sport of basketball, which no one wants to uh, disrupt that. Uh, <coughs> we have a responsibility in the power five to, to make sure we do our part to, to create something that's sustainable for everybody, including us, who are the highest resource conferences. Um, but basketball feeds a lot of mouths in, in college athletics, and a lot of schools depend on that. And, and it's one of the great tournaments that we have within college athletics. So I, I, don't, see a, I don't see a break happening because there's some things that, that tie us together. I do see maybe some movement within division one of subdivisional lines or subdivisions where it will allow you to do some more things and you kind of coalesce around the folks that, you know, have the same amount of resources or are doing things at the same level. Um, I think you gotta be, I think you gotta be thoughtful and careful about some of that just automatically deregulate everything because you're trying to keep some type of competitive balance and parity in this in this thing and i and i'll just say i'll just say this i think it's time for us to 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 look at alternative models for football um you know outside of maybe what we have right now if we're ever going to do something and i hear about the future of football and taking care of the sport of football this is the time to do it this is the time to do it when you're reorganizing a structure like the ncaa what are you doing with the sport of football? Does it need to be managed separately? Do you need to have a governance structure? Do you, those are questions we should be asking ourselves. And when I say the sport of football, I'm really talking about the 10, the 10 FBS conferences in Notre Dame. Those are, the, those are the conferences that have said, we are committed to this type of resourcing. Some do it less, but, but a minimum of 85 scholarships and and then everybody else decides how much more they want to do, whether it's in their stadium or resources or salaries or those kind of commitments. And, and that's, that's what I, I want to do and, and, and we're, I think we're going to do collaboratively. We want to do collaboratively with the other conference commissioners and co to just kind of explore what should we do. And we've had some of those conversations already, um, but I think we need to have more of those conversations as we look at the next six, eight, 10, 12 months about the sport of football. So Gene Smith's idea that he floated to Heather Denich about the CFP taking over governance of uh, FBS football, that resonates with you and is not a non-starter? Um, I, I would just say we've had lots of conversations, I think inside the ACC and outside the ACC of 
what you just described. He also noted that Jim Phillips there speaking at the ACC meetings, Amelia Island, our own Irish Chaffel there for Warchant.com, talking with Coach Norvell, talking with uh, the commissioner as well. And um, if you listen to that entire press conference, you'll hear Ira in that. You'll also hear our friend David Hale and others uh, asking and pressing the issue of the revenue gap. And he said uh, about that, some of what you just heard, but also we are trying to address that and close that as often and as quickly as we can. He did throw the caveat out there that just because you spend more money doesn't necessarily mean you perform better. And he cites the fact that the ACC has won more national championships. Uh, and, of course, he's talking about all sports than any other conference. Yeah, football, yeah. He's talking about uh, than any other conference in the country in the last uh, year or two, uh, which is all well and good. You know, obviously he talked about the Florida State's success uh, in winning soccer national championship and talked about track and field and others. But, uh, of course, he knew that as he was saying it, almost as he was saying it, that everybody in the room was like, great, great, yeah. What are you going to do about football, man? What are you going to do about football? Because that's been the point of emphasis. So he circled back and quickly said, look, that's, you know, even though we've had those successes elsewhere, that's not an excuse to not try and close the revenue gap. Uh, I know that We've done a good job uh, in this conference at, at winning and remaining competitive in those areas, but we know we have to have uh, the money to continue to compete, and that gap cannot can grow cannot grow to tens of millions of dollars annually uh, and have us expect to compete. I, I think that he's tackling that head-on the best he can. He referenced the ACC, of which he's the commissioner, having meetings with ESPN, who is a 50-50 partner with the ACC, he's pointed that out more than once, and trying to discover ways, whether that is scheduling or whatever it might be, which it's not going to be scheduling, uh, to to grow revenue and to shorten the gap. Uh, I hope that the gist of those conversations are not about schedules. I would like to believe that that conversation with your 50-50 partner should center around you need to give us a lot more money. How do we get there? Because this isn't going to work. And since you're invested in this as a 50-50 partner, you should know that it doesn't help you if we continue to slide and go the way of the dodo. It would be great if they realized that and said, you're released, and we'll take the schools that we like and we move them on to a different classification. But I wonder if that is the existence, and I'm not talking about ESPN breaking the ACC contract necessarily. I'm I saying they would. Oh, me too. That would be a day. That would be one of the happy... What a day. It's indeed. libations, whatever day of the week it is, <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah. I just wonder if the CFP, which is what uh, it sounded like David Teal's voice from uh, up in Virginia, if the CFP does govern college football separate, and the NCAA governs every other sport... Right, like swimming and tennis. Right. Does that mean that the CFP could dissolve conference relationships? Probably not. Probably the, not. the TV contracts are too strong. Mm-hmm. But you wonder if that's a door opener. Like, the, the ACC exists under the NCAA as this thing. Yeah. And then there's this other league Swimming, altogether. diving, fencing, tennis. And it's not without precedent because there are other sports like beach volleyball or hockey that have different leagues that you've never heard of before that's if you're right. a Power 5 football fan. You're like, what's the CCSA or what's the, right. you know, there are divisions in the NCAA that are just completely different. Yeah. 
you wonder if they would apply different rules. And and that's we're grasping at straws here because you're saying that Jim Phillips is doing everything within his power. I agree that he is. Oh, I'm sure he is. But it's, it, it's in his best interest to do so. The scope of his power is so limited that you're not going to get the answers that you want to get without an outside force helping move the scales. Well, quote, we talked with ESPN at length about some really, I think, high-level opportunities from a sponsorship standpoint to help generate revenue. They're as motivated as we are because we're 50-50 partners. Quote, in quote. I just quoted him directly. So, uh, I mean, you might choose not to believe that. You might say, I don't believe that. Uh, I think that the vast majority of fans are jaded to a place where anything that ESPN does, there's pushback, blowback towards. Some of that, understandable. Some of it's just nonsense because they're the uh, the, you know, the biggest dog. Um, but I just don't know that there's anything unique that the ACC can do that other conferences wouldn't jump on. Like, for example, let's just say, because they're hiring a chief revenue officer, like that's what the ACC is doing, somebody who the, their only job is to find ways to make more money. Okay, whatever. If you throw a, a, um, a brand on a jersey during football season, right? Like, maybe that's the deal. ESPN's like, well, what if we sold to corporate partners and then AT&T. they got to be on yeah. the helmet or whatever or the jersey of the particular teams? Well, then the SEC and the Big Ten is just going to do that the next year. It's not a unique opportunity, or they throw an ad on the football field. Between the 10 and the 20-yard line, you can find a corporate partner, right. maximize your revenue, and, and here it is. only the ACC has this. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, a year later, work, there yeah. is no unique thing that we can do. Now, no. we might get a year where there's a well, head, start, head start, but yeah. no, there's nothing. That's the limit of what we're, what we're talking no, about. No, you here. need to renegotiate the contract and figure out a way where it would make sense for your 50-50 partner to do so. I don't know what that is. You can't magically make the ACC a more attractive conf- uh, conference, I don't think. I mean, as a basketball entity, they always have been uh, probably a number one on that list. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a brief moment in time where the Big East held that title, but for the most part, the ACC has. And even in years where the ACC is largely dismissed like they were this year, they ended up having the best of all the conferences in college basketball tournament run. Like, while he's having these conversations, I go back to something that Gene and I kind of sparred about at the end of the roundtable about the votes. I'm looking at the votes. Like, how many votes would it take to get this thing to be disbanded? And if it's a supermajority of two-thirds, I think that's nine teams. Mm -hmm. If you need 75%. Who do you have to pay off to get there? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, who do you have to pay off? Because I think you can find landing spots in the super conference existence for maybe eight institutions without a doubt that the ACC has. You can find a super conference home. These other ones, like, okay, who wants $500 million to say yes and vote to this thing? And then you go wherever you go. Go with God. That's what I'm looking at. I'd rather try and find a way to execute Who's, an exit You know, clause. by the way, the, it, it, it's funny. The answer changes the more we talk about these super conference, the super conference and which teams make it and which teams don't. So we now know that, for example, if the Big Ten, if we get back to the days in which teams were being poached and the conferences were changing right before our eyes – uh, well, I say get back to it. it. just happened again. The SEC just poached Oklahoma and Texas. So when that was all going on, we thought about the musical chairs game that was going down. And, well, who would be invited and why? Like, so would Clemson get invited to the SEC? Well, at that time, we said no because the SEC had the clause, the understanding, the wink, wink, nod, nod agreement that they wouldn't take teams from the same state of an existing SEC school. So Florida was like, well, Florida State can't get into the SEC because Florida's already in. Uh, and obviously, South Carolina's like, no, Clemson can't come in here. We're in the SEC. Well, that's all went away when the SEC grabbed Texas A&M uh, and then Texas 
uh, and now has grabbed Oklahoma, right? And, and and so they said, screw your agreement. Those are more yes votes for Florida State, too, on the other side of the ledger. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes. So I'm glad that they, that they, they went ahead and turned their back on uh, the quiet agreement or the understood, uh, unwritten rule of uh, inviting, uh, because maybe we do get an invite someday. Uh, but we now know that the Big Ten is desirous of North Carolina. They want to bring North Carolina in. I would think that might be true of, uh, I don't know, Duke as well. Right. Or Virginia. Or Virginia. Right. 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 That's what I'm saying. You can get to eight or nine pretty quickly if the Big Ten, with the academic standing and what they like to And you would also need to know, I mean, it would all, there would have to be a lot of back under the table you know, back alley agreements. Right. Like, okay, now look, then it's, for a moment it's going to look like you're in the lurch. We're coming for you. We got you. Right. Then you bring BC, Wake, and Syracuse into a room and, and you, you say, shoot him in the back of the head. Well, before you do that, you try yeah. this and you say, who wants $500 million first taker? Because <laughs> we're getting out of this. We're getting out of this. But one of you is walking away with a lot of money. And we wanted to present it to all of you at the same time. Mm. Time for aggressive collapsing of the ACC. Good luck. Who who's going to raise the hand first? You just bring in the Iceman. Kuklinski comes in and says, "We're done here." Who's that? Oh, you never saw the Iceman interviews? Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. Pull them up on YouTube. You'd love them. Richard Kuklinski. He was a serial killer. No, mafia oh. hitman. Oh, might okay. as well have been a serial killer, but he was a mafia hitman, and he is uh, like six foot six, three hundred pounds of oh, pure no. soulless devil. Kill you, look you right in the eyes. He's the real Luca Brazzi. Unremorseful. He finally got caught after whacking. I mean, they, I don't, they don't even know how many people he, he killed. A lot. He had a family, a wife, and two kids. And I hope your child is a masculine child. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, Richard Kuklinski. Okay. I remember watching that on HBO. Like Maybe he could be our chief revenue ago. officer. I think he's dead. Oh. But but uh, he had a kid. Oh, he had two kids. Okay, but One they were normal. I think they were normal. They were not like no no no. Until proven otherwise, that's perfect. <laughs> it's even better. Say it louder. <laughs> These guys are normal. <laughs> Please don't close the door. Uh, ISF, we love you. You want to do amazing things? You have big visions and goals for the future and work hard to move your agency forward while navigating the unique challenges inherent in government operations. They at the ISF folks, yeah, they understand you. And they've been helping clients just like you solve for the future for four decades. Go check them out, ISF.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Uh, by the way, really quickly here, uh, it should note a colleague of mine, a cohort here at the station, uh, have utilized the services of uh, Chad and Shannon. I have other friends in the industry that have done so as well. And I bring up Chad and Shannon, the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans, on a regular basis. Uh, but I have friends and family that have used uh, their services. So it's just not me reciting talking points, but rather firsthand knowledge of people that have utilized their services at Hamilton Home Loans to get a mortgage. And not only did they get that mortgage, it was uh, obviously a speedy endeavor. Uh, it was uh, simplistic. 
straight to the point. It was not intimidating. Uh, Shannon took the opportunity to sit down and talk with them about their great rates. Of course, the cutting-edge technology that they utilize. Transparent communication. You're going to want that when you're trying to get a loan in order to buy a home. Chad and Shannon, the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans, provide just that. If you want to learn more about them and our partnership with them, go to FSUHomeLoans.com. That's FSUHomeLoans.com or 844-FSU-LOAN. That's 844-FSU-LOAN. Man, you gave me flashbacks when you said the words talking points. That used to be something I had to do as side work at the very, very, very old place of employment. And it was um, it was one of like 10 things that needed to be done on Fridays, and you felt the, the sweat of it. So. Talking points? Talking points. Oh, yeah, I forgot it was, about that. It was somebody's uh, commentary. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as an aside, before we tackle this rather tricky PR question, short and sweet before we get to probables later in the show, if you could leave to go to any conference in the country, where would you go? Would you? Uh, most of a fan base, of the Florida State's fan base, are going to say the SEC immediately, without thinking. I'm going to say, I want to, I want to join the SEC. The money's great. Uh, also, regionally, we could travel to those games. For it is true that going to games in uh, SEC stadiums has a special appeal. I mean, seeing Florida State and Tennessee in front of 100,000-plus people, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, Florida we already do. Um, but, you know, all, there's a lot. There's a lot there. But uh, would, would it be the SEC, or would you say something different? So the answer is the SEC, sure. but I would love if you could create something that had a north-south blend with the Big Ten. I agree. I, there's something that I've always thought about going Like if in. you could bring Clemson, Miami, Auburn along for the ride in the south, something like that, right? And Alabama too, whatever, LSU. You, you patch those together, and then you have a north division in the conference to where you get to go to the big house or Ohio State or Madison. Like I'd love to pair those together. It's just the Big Ten can't be the answer because I would never want to go to Champaign. I would never want to go to Indiana. I Nobody never... does want to go to Champaign. Right. So the SEC is the answer. Bloomington's fine. I've been to Bloomington. I've been on that campus. It's great. I like wanna... for a football Saturday? Like, no, no, no thanks. Yeah. I mean, go to Kinnick every year? No thanks. Don't want to go to Rutgers? Oh, I'd love to go to Iowa. Absolutely. Every year? Oh, sure. That's a great place to see a football game. Awesome fans. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. They're in the West Division, Tom. We probably wouldn't have to play them. We'd be playing people in the East Division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. But I'd rather find out Penn State. Like, okay, what little towns can I Maryland. stop in? What little towns can I stop in on a drive up to Auburn for a road game weekend or Tuscaloosa? Not many. You Most know? of the little towns between here and there suck. I'm sure I could find one or two. I'm sure I could. Maybe we did when we got jabbed. You didn't want to you know? be there. Well, it's like the, that's the place you hold up overnight before you go there on Saturday. Wasn't that appealing? I mean, I was. Yeah, you All were. Right. You, it's not for you. No, that's fair. I'm saying that you weren't in love with those cities. You found one little joint to have a taco. It was nice, but I mean, you didn't want to stay there. If it's a Friday and it keeps me out of doing a two or three night minimum in <laughs> Auburn, like these are the problems I want to go through. <laughs> I want to learn that instead of oh great, we you know there's another trip up to Syracuse this year. Whoop de doo! Well, I'm not going to that one. I would want to go to Madison, Wisconsin, and face the Badgers. I'd want to go to Kinnick. I'd like to go uh, I, Minnesota. Minnesota. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you love that? You know I have a soft spot in my heart for Purdue, and Nebraska's in the Big Ten. Unless we forget. Yeah, no, I mean, like, Lincoln's I'm, awesome. I'm good. You would go and like it. I'm telling you, you would. <laughs> Northwestern's in Chicago. Who the hell do I want to go there? Okay, you tell me what conference I want to I, go to. No, you just said the Big Ten. I'm helping <laughs> aid. I want to go to Nebraska. In- I'm good. They're Big 12. Send them back. 
well, you they should be in Restore the Big Ten, the but they are in the Big Ten. I, this is very much like our trip to Bessemer, where you just out of hand dismissed all of Alabama, and I told you there are several fine cities in Alabama. Yeah. And then, much to your surprise, I was right. There were great cities in Alabama. Then, I'm not saying I want to live in Alabama. God knows I don't. But, but then I evolved to a place where I said, all right, there might be a little town on the way to Auburn. If there, we're in the SEC, I've evolved. <laughs> you taught me a lesson, and well, I evolved then, past Well, it. then evolve enough to know that you'd have fun in freaking Lincoln. <laughs> Once every five years. Okay, okay, not that. every yeah, year. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have to do it every year. It'd be every other year, first of all. But, yeah, I... I Put them in the five rotation of the three five five. I'll tell you where you don't want to go. Sorry ass East Lansing. That place is garbage. That, I agree. But yeah. you've never been <laughs> I know I don't want to go been, to East Lansing. I've been to East Lansing. I, yes, you and others who have gone to school there tell me don't bother. Like, you know, right. Michigan State alum. You're like, nah. Nothing, there is nothing one, outstanding. There is a cool bar. No, it's nothing outstanding. But there is a very cool bar across the camp from a, from the campus. Matt Moore and I had some drinks at. But uh, that's what I'm saying. As you're driving through the South, because you could drive to football games. You don't have to yes, hop on a damn yes, plane. The SEC is the answer. I agree. But I would like us to remove money from the equation. Then, if the money wasn't uh, at hand here, would you say the Big Ten over the I'd, SEC? I'd be part of the Because you could four- avoid the mouth breathers. I'd be the Four Corners Conference. That's what I call it then. If money's no object, be the Four Corners. So you got L.A., <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. Oregon, you, well, got, you got the big house. if money's no object, then maybe the Pac-10 would be fun to join. Yeah. Put Hawaii in our conference oh, if money yeah, is no At that object. point, yeah, let's have some fun with it. I blew this. I'm going to have to save this. All right, tomorrow we'll talk about Greg Norman. I didn't, even, I didn't save us enough time. I can't save him anyhow. The Jeff Cameron Show PR firm is not going to be able to save me here. No. But, I, but I will tell you that I'm going to take great joy in reading the quote that has gotten him in hot water uh, amongst all the other dumbass things he's done in his it's life. It's almost like he thinks he can save the dead journalist the way he's talking about it. It's hilarious. Like, oh, we can bring him back. Oh, Khashoggi, no you know, beheaded. Hey, what are you going to do? There you go, Mike. It's uh, it's crazy the Sorry way he that. talks about it. Yeah. Let me dust you off. Sorry about that. Yeah. Can't dust off Put acid, head back dude. back on here. This is a toughie. Goodness gracious. All right, we'll come back, wrap it up. We'll get to problems momentarily. Jeff Cameron, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Down on Thomasville Road and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. why i think this but it feels like jamie would probably know how to do this because she's talented and smart um does she know anything about french cuisine i can ask i never requested at the house so what are you looking for uh, a cordon bleu recipe no i gotta make something french over the weekend for my son's french class because he didn't do it so i gotta help him out with it and try to figure it out i had to go to the hobby lobby yeah <laughs> <laughs> I wish more people knew that story. Like I could make like a, a French dip onion soup, I guess, but I don't want to do that. Um, she makes uh, pretty good French onion soup, according to her, and I trust that. Okay. Well, you maybe. want a recipe for that? Uh, I'd say commission her to do it, but you know we're going to be out of town, so I can't help you. Maybe maybe we should make crepes. Those are French. Crepes are delicious. Crepe? Yeah. How about? Potatoes au gratin. Uh, what now? <laughs> Potatoes au gratin. That's French. Right. Au gratin. That's a guess. A souffle, know. an easy chocolate souffle. Softly. Souffle. Baked brie and puff pastry. Oh, oh, maybe. 
don't know. I mean, I think cook of it. I could get you the French onion soup if you need that. I I could ask her though. She she is incredible. She's I, a whiz. I think we should. I just looked this one up. Croquet mara, which is uh, sandwich layers of thinly sliced ham, uh, melted cheese. Oh, look at this thing. This thing looks good. You put an egg on there, too? So it's a ham and cheese with egg. With All some right. eggs. And it's a different kind of cheese. Sounds American to me. It's not. It's French. It's something you get at Hardee's. Leonese potatoes. <laughs> Ratatouille. All right, it's time for uh, Probables. Here we go. Fire it up, sir. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables? Brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration to payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Hey! Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. Maybe I get that. Maybe macarons. Maybe an apple tart. That'd be good. Fricasse. Is there a French baseball league? Because we should do probables with French pitchers. That would be amazing. The Tarte Tete? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Mets, Nats. It's three to nothing. Mets in the sixth. You guys got your ass kicked last night. We did. Scored three in the first, and then with uh, Tyler McGill, Mm. traded eight runs for four outs. Thanks for that. Thanks for playing. Grand opening, grand closing. That's uh, Tawan Walker and Joan Adone. A's Tigers, James Caprillion, Bo Brisky. Tough names today. Three to two. Oakland leads Detroit. Minnesota is getting pounced on by Houston, eleven to three. Goodness gracious! That's the server in the brisket restaurant who says it weird. Would you like some brisky? Jose, you're quitting. Chris Archer. Oh no wonder the Twins are getting killed. Chris Archer started. Baltimore, St. Louis. That is a one to nothing Baltimore lead. Good. Let's go O's. And a six. Brian Baker, you keep kicking ass, Brian. Steven Matz on the hill for the cards. Aww. Uh, second game of a doubleheader Astros Twins, Luis Garcia, Josh Winder, Reds Pirates, Connor Overton, and JT Brubaker. Who sucks? Royals Rangers, Jonathan Heasley and Taylor Hearn. Yankees White Sox, Luis Gill and Dylan Cease. And finally, Phillies Dodgers late night. Zach Wheeler, Tyler Anderson. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bone. There will be a WBC in 2023 and 2026. It has been committed to, Tom. You are going to you're going to go with me down to Miami. And we are going to have a blast. You're All expenses love, paid. Let's do it. You're going to love the WBC. We got to get our second title. Well, I want to go to uh, Los Tacos. Oh, that, I've man. yet to go. So Heaven I, I, on earth. I'll go for that with a side of baseball. Los Tacos with a side of baseball. Well, yeah, it'll be good times. I have gotten lost at Los Tacos. I have been there, eaten too much, one too many margaritas. It's within walking distance of my friend's house, so I don't have to worry about anything. Just to make sure you stay on the sidewalk. That's yeah, it. Well, it's, yep. And there's back roads. You, you, you really have no problems. Zero problems. You're walking through a neighborhood to get to this place. Oh, nice. It's awesome. It's heaven. 
And they made it through, clearly. They made it through the Yeah, uh, the, the Los Tacos is alive and kicking, doing very, very well. They're like, people point out a million things in Miami that they like. That's the thing I circle. I'm like, man, if, I, if we only had a Los Tacos. I'm sure we have something. No, we don't. No, nothing. You've yet I to find tacos anything close. Everywhere around here, I love tacos. They're delicious. Who doesn't love tacos? I've had every taco. There was one place, and they closed down. That place over there, off of Ocala Road, next to the old, rundown, now closed Winn Dixie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What the hell was yep. the name of that place? It was fantastic. I forget, but that was uh, run by the people who ran La Fiesta. Which I also love those people. Pour one out for the La Fiesta as yeah, well. Yeah, man. That one hurt. That, that one hurt bad. But the place that closed that was in the rundown shopping center in Winn Dixie, which, which yep. we, there's a Winn Dixie, you're dead. Any, anytime there's a Winn Dixie, <laughs> it's you're, not even a Winn Dixie yeah, anymore. You're like, yeah. you're like well, that's a, where are we going to be operating yeah. next to a Winn Dixie? Well, we're closing down. We got no shot. And that was my corner back in the day. Oh six, oh seven. I've never that place gone was... into a nice Winn Dixie. It pisses me off every time I walk in. I'm like, look at this, look at this dirt everywhere. But what savings? Unbelievable savings. <laughs> they save it, but oh, no floor cleaner. That's because they don't put together a $5 million Thanksgiving ad. That's where they pass the savings on to you, the consumer. The point would be, Tom, that the World Baseball Classic, which we'll go to next year, we won the last title. We are defending champions. The United States America won the last one. Oh, Japan has two titles, so we get a chance to even well, it up. Catch Let's em. even it up. Good work out of you. Mm-hmm. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow.